Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is something inherently important about the road. There is something intrinsically spiritual about the road. Charles Kuralt won the heart of America by his television segments out on the road. Jack Kerouac defined a post-war generation on the road. The road is a very important part of our lives. Whether it is a Sunday afternoon drive through the countryside, windows rolled down, or a trip to the beach, car loaded down, hopes high, stress melting with every twist and turn. Memory is crowded with the road. I remember sitting in the back seat of my family's Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, an imaginary line drawn down the middle of the seat to keep my sister and me from fighting. I remember looking out the window and wondering as we drove down back roads about the lives of the people we passed, what they were like. I remember the excitement and at times the anguish of every trip the road brought. And I remember very well the first time I broke down on the road. I was driving an ancient pickup truck back from South Georgia very late one night when I was only 15 back when you could drive when you were 15. Somewhere around Demopolis, the generator gave out, which should tell you how old the pickup truck was, and the lights began to dim. I couldn't see. I felt very alone. I stood on the shoulder of US 80, some miles outside of town in the darkness, before cell phones, without a friend, not knowing what to do, and I began to learn that the road is not always fine and lovely. Life revealed that the road can also be a lonely place, a terrifying place, a treacherous place. Driving to Columbus, Georgia to bury my grandfather, I learned the road can be sad and painful as well. The road is all these things, lovely, lonely, hopeful, terrifying. Whether driving to vacation or to bury a loved one, driving to pick up your first date, driving to the hospital to visit the sick, the road makes up our lives. It gives us purpose. Our brother St. Mark understands the importance of the road very well. In fact, the idea of the road, the way, hodos in Greek, forms an extremely important theme in his gospel. Now these last few weeks, the gospel reading in Mark has made a literary motif out of the road. The road is the way of the cross. And this week we see the climax of the road, of this motif. This theme of the way or the road begins in St. Mark's eighth chapter, two back from where we are today. Jesus is in the town of Bethsaida, 
a town well north of Jerusalem. And while in the town, Jesus heals a blind man when some men bring that blind man to Jesus. And these men that bring him beg Jesus to touch the man and to heal him. So Jesus takes the blind man outside of the village, spits upon his eyes, touches him, restoring his sight. Now it's of note that this point, the man never asks to be healed, it is his friends. Then there is no mention of faith, only the power of Jesus giving sight to the blind. Now after healing this nameless blind man, Jesus and the disciples head to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and while they are on the road, the way, Jesus asks them the famous question, who do men say that I am? And we get the even more famous answer from Peter, you are the Christ. Now immediately following Peter's bold and brave confession, Jesus gives the first of three passion predictions on the road. Jesus tells him that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. We all remember Peter is spiritually blind to the purpose of the road, of the way. And he rebukes Jesus for saying such things, God forbid it, Lord. Now from Caesarea Philippi, Jesus and the band of disciples turn south toward Jerusalem. Jesus sets out on the road, on the way, to battle once and for all the powers and forces of evil and death. And although the band journeys with Jesus, a great troop follows him, they are blind to the mean, meaning and purpose of the road. St. Mark records this, and they came to Capernaum and when he was in the house, he asks them, what were you discussing on the road? But they were silent, for on the way they had discussed with one another who was the greatest. It's a scene of great irony. Jesus on the road, journeying to destroy evil and death, going to Jerusalem to suffer and to die making the way of the cross, and his disciples, those who follow him, arguing over who is the greatest among them. They are seeking personal honor and glory as Jesus walks to his death. The cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ is very high as the followers of Jesus learn further down the road. In the region of Judea beyond the Jordan River, Mark records, a rich man approaches Jesus and asks him what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus gives the rich man a very costly answer, which we heard two weeks ago. You lack one thing. Go sell what you have, give to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Follow me on the road. The conversation which Jesus has with the rich man has a direct connection to the way of the cross, to the road. It's of great note that the rich man was offered an identical invitation as were the disciples at Jesus' first prediction of his passion on the beginning of the road. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me on the road. 
to right and left, the followers of Jesus either are blind to the true nature and purpose of the road Jesus walks, or they refuse to walk with Jesus on the road because of earthly concerns. As they begin to walk the road again, Jesus, for the third time, predicts his passion and death. And the disciples, it seems, begin to understand a little bit more about the nature of the journey they take with Jesus. And they were on the road, Mark records in the eighth chapter, going to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed afraid. And those who followed afraid. As we remember from last week, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, asked Jesus for a special place of honor to sit at his right hand and at his left. Again, the irony of the road. Jesus walking to suffer and die, James and John asking for honor and glory. To further clarify their blindness, Jesus asks them the question, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Are to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they answer, yes, we are. Jesus tells them very clearly, you have no idea what you're talking about. To sit in glory with Jesus is to be martyred, is to give your life for the cause of salvation, is to be hated by the world. And now this morning we have the climax of the narrative of being on the road, the way of the cross in the town of Jericho. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus asks blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Now, this is an extremely important question, a critical question. Given those on the road with Jesus have been arguing over who is the greatest and who may sit at the right and left hand of Jesus and not willing to give up their personal possessions, Bartimaeus answers, Master, that I may receive my sight, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus, because of the great faith of Bartimaeus, grants him his sight and tells him to go on his way, to go on his road, his journey. But Bartimaeus, who is blind and who now sees, does not go his own way. Rather, he immediately receives his sight and follows Jesus on the road, on the way of the cross. Bartimaeus, who begged for money, who begged Jesus for mercy, who begged Jesus for his very life, gives us an example of faith. The literary motif of St. Mark is presented in such a way that it forces a question upon all who read it, upon all the followers of Jesus, upon all who come into contact. If we are to follow Jesus, if we are to join Jesus on the road, who do we say that he is? What do we seek from him? And what are we willing to give up to walk with him 
on the road. Peter answers correctly, you are Christ, but fails to understand those words, thinking in worldly terms of power, terms of politics. Many of the disciples desired from Jesus earthly power and prominence, demanded it almost, demanded places of honor and glory. They desired from Jesus wealth and privilege and popularity. The rich man learned that to follow Jesus on the road, you must be willing to give everything you own away, to throw it away, or that you must hold as nothing everything in your life, everything in this world but Christ whom you must count as everything. Bartimaeus shows us who Jesus is when he cries for mercy. He knows that Jesus is the only one who can heal him. He knows that Jesus is the only one who can save him. He knows that Jesus is the only one who can make him whole, to give him sight, to give him life. And for that, Bartimaeus is willing to follow Jesus down the road, forsaking all else, even his own life, his own road. If we follow Jesus on the road, if we walk the way of the cross, we must be willing to give up everything in this world for the cause of Jesus. We must understand that we will not gain earthly power by following Jesus, but most likely a hatred from the world. We must see Jesus not as someone who will give us power and prominence, places of authority and position, but as the only one who can show us mercy, as the only one who can heal us, make us whole, who can save our souls from death itself. We must cry out to Jesus, as did the blind beggar, have mercy. While the roads we travel and the journeys we take comprise the memories of our life, the road we walk with Jesus and the journey we take with Jesus has twists and turns indeed, will be at the same time lovely and difficult, filled with glories and mourning. But my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, the road we walk with Jesus must be central to all our other journeys. It must be the most important journey we take, for it is the only one that can save our souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.